Welcome back to the Big Blue Saloon. I am Peter Storm. I'm joined by the angry D-man, Eric Diamond, and the man with the golden voice, Brett Merker. Welcome to the show where real news does not get in the way of good humor. Last week's episode with Seth Kaplan and Neil Mars was amazing, and there was some excellent buzz about it. So if you missed it, it's available on all platforms. I personally always listen to the episodes a few days after it drops to see, you know, if it still takes. And I actually have to say that one I really enjoyed listening back to. Uh, D-Man, what did you think of last week's episode and the No Holds Bar Jets Roundtable? It was a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's not every day that I get to talk to a bunch of uh, intense uh, Jet fans and uh, feel pretty confident since I have four rings compared to their one. So, and that was Perfect. before they were born. Merck, what did you think of last week's episode? Uh, I agree. It was a lot of fun, but it's it's funny. As a Jets fan, you can hear the misery in Seth and, and Neil Morris's voice. Uh, we, we all share that kind of that just twinge of misery as we're, we're thinking about how the Jets are going to actually get to the playoffs. So it was fun. It, I had a lot of fun last week. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good show. And, I, and some of the feedback I got was that it was very interesting to hear all the different perspectives i mean you know like Merck, you're all in on deshaun watson those guys still think sam darnold is going to be the quarterback uh you know i I think you know everybody found that to be uh quite interesting though you know jet fans really enjoyed that and i think that everyone enjoyed the uh flashbacks to the jets draft picks that was especially uh, a good laugh for everybody um that is a that's a brutal video uh i see it every year it's always put out on you know kind of jet jet blogs and uh it's painful still still to this day this week we have another special guest and a great friend to the big blue saloon facebook page mr neil martucci neil is joining us to discuss the senior bowl he's our college football expert the latest risers and fallers the qbs and any buzz on what the giants and jets might be thinking after the uh senior bowl neil welcome back to the show we've had you on a couple of times but I do say you were wrong about Matt Stafford. You had him going to the 49ers, I think. I had him going to the Bears, so we were both wrong. Anyways, welcome to the show, and it was great to have Thank you. Thank you so much. Glad to be back. Glad to hear Merker's voice again. It's always always a pleasure. <laughs> and, uh, the man with the, go- soothing. the man with the golden voice. He, he's, he's getting so arrogant about this. He wants to, he's, he's, There's voice lessons out on the Rivervale community, community newspaper now. You know, I've... I know I was wrong about the Stafford thing. Uh, I'd like to say it's the first time I was wrong or the last time. Um, well, you were last. You were wrong about twenty minutes yeah. ago. He's an Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but you know what? I was so embarrassed. I was going to turn in my big blue saloon hat, but then I realized. Then I realized I haven't gotten one yet. I mean, oh, those things. Wow. Those things are harder to come by than the COVID vaccine. At this point, <laughs> my 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 little I'm a little lazy on the delivery. <laughs> just when 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 Waze doesn't take me with the Palisades Parkway, I don't I don't head into Riverdale. just blame the snow. <laughs> Anyways, in tonight's episode, besides welcoming Mr. Martucci, we will cover the latest Giants and Jets news. The Giants are back off vacation. There was some news this week. Um, the Jets seem to be in on all the quarterback buzz. They did reach out to the Lions to inquire about Matt Stafford. We will discuss the QB market, and we're going to make our highly anticipated Super Bowl picks. The D-man has been following the COVID ticker very closely before he makes his pick tonight. Now, D-man, let me ask you a question. If Mahomes or Brady actually tested positive for COVID, 
Do you think that would have been actually announced or enforced? First of all, if it was announced that they tested positive for COVID, they would have to not, they could not allow them to play. Now, if they, if they tested positive, they tried to keep it a secret, uh, that'd be one hell of a secret with, you know, with all the media coverage and, you know, it's hard to keep it secret nowadays with all the media attention. But I can, I can imagine how tight um, and how, um, how the players can't go anywhere, you know, outside of, you know, their, their hotel room or the practice field. I mean, they're not going out partying like they used to do in the day. So it would destroy a team if, a, a, you know, an important player like obviously Mahomes or Brady or, um, or Tyron Hill or something like that. That would totally change the game. Thanks. A more great analysis from the D-man. Um, actually, Mahomes almost got a haircut that gave him COVID, apparently. But he, they luckily, I don't really understand exactly what happened, but apparently he didn't get a haircut. Well, apparently, anyway, that, that the barber that was given the haircut to 30 different chiefs tested positive, and he was mid-haircut with one of the linemen when he found out he tested positive. So there's pictures on Twitter with the guy with half his head shaved, and it's fantastic. <laughs> he actually, the player, he actually posted that and with a straight face. It was awesome. So literally, uh, Neil's right. He tested positive. They found out. They got him out of there immediately in mid-haircut. Yeah, but I don't, you know, I, again, I don't, I, I don't understand how that guy plays then. I mean, he was exposed to this guy, so. Well, he's, I guess they're testing him, uh, rapid test or whatever. But yeah, I mean, good point. I, I don't know how he plays either. Um, and um, I, God forbid Goodell ever hid Mahomes or Brady, you know, being COVID positive and letting them play. I mean, I just can't. But see the point is, is. They'd never be allowed to play positive, but if they had close contact no. with someone that was, technically they shouldn't be playing. That I could see hidden. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't trust anything with Goodell. So I mean, I'm not saying Mahomes or Brady have COVID. I'm sure Brady's been very careful, but Mahomes was very close. Um, if he had gotten that haircut, he yeah. was first. He would have gotten. If they went by most money made, he would have went first, and would have gotten his haircut <laughs> first. Anyways, let's get to it. We're gonna get right into the Jets. But before, um, when I played the draft clip last week, I think one of the worst draft picks the Jets ever made was actually not in that clip. But I And it's not Mike Nugent in the second round, as bad as that was. But I dug deep into the archives just for you, Merker, and just for Kaplan and just for Neil Mars if they listen. You're going to love this one. To announce the New York Jets selection, please welcome from Marshall University – the 18th overall pick in the 2000 draft now, Chad by Pennington. the New York Jets, quarterback Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington wasn't bad, but the guy he announced Listen. Oh, with good. the 51st pick in the 2016 NFL draft, the New York JETS Jets select quarterback Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> oh. oh. That's Scotty Morris wow. going on the clip right there saying, let's go. Neil Morris is at that draft. Boy, was he ever a wild card, Christian Hackenberg. 
Wow, Pete, the hits keep coming from you and D man. That hurts. That that was a terrible pick. Jets fans were Jets fans were going crazy on Twitter, uh, on on websites, blogs, everything. I actually was Twitter around then. I don't even know, but they're going crazy on social media uh, when that pick was made. Um, maybe Geno Smith was a little bit worse, but it's just amazing how they draft quarterbacks, which makes me petrified of what they're going to do with the second pick if they pick one of these quarterbacks. Hey, Mark, but, just curious. What was your opinion when Geno Smith was picked by the Jets? Uh, you know what? Uh, same as with Hackenberg. I mean, Geno Smith had a little bit of a better pedigree, right? But um, I, I just had no – I was not excited. I mean, they did – thankfully, they didn't, you know, take him um, – what did they get him? Beginning of the second yeah. round, I think. Um I, I just don't understand. I, I didn't feel good about it. I don't understand the pick today. Uh, but the guy's still in the league, which is amazing, right? Isn't he a Seattle backup? No. Mark, he, he was. He may Seattle. be a third stringer somewhere. He's on that team. He is on. I don't Seattle. think he's playing. Well, I think I'm he's almost, playing tight end now, though. No. <laughs> he's definitely on Seattle. He was on Seattle, and I think he still is as a as a second or third string. But um, D man, listen, you had Eli Manning. Good for you. Now you have Daniel Jones. We'll see what he, you know, how he looks. Um, you, you guys got to stop kicking me when, when I'm down. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, let's get into the Jets stuff. Uh, Robert Sala, I think I'm saying it right now, had the quote. Am yeah. I saying that right now? Robert Sala? I think right. you are. So after this, this is it. We will now, I'll now, now never get that wrong again. He had the quote of the week, which uh, caused some, uh, actually it broke, it got the D-man out of uh, Facebook hibernation. He had a quote of the week calling Jet fans more passionate than Giant fans. Now, my thoughts on this is uh, if Salah is going to throw some salvos, the Giants and Jets only play each other three times, three times, one time every three years. Forget the Giants. Worry about the Patriots, Bills, and Dolphins. I mean, you know, I, I'm all in on Salah. I love the fact that, you know, Jet, fan, Jet fans are walking around pounding their chest. Their coach can beat up our coach, this and that. But I don't think it was any. I think that was uncalled for to question the passion of Giant fans. He should look at some uh, 1986 tape. 19. He should look at the crowd in the 1986 playoff game against the Redskins and, and think about how passionate Giant fans are. Anyways, Merck, what were your thoughts about Salah throwing a salvo over your Giant fan friends? Well, I think first of all, Giants fans need to freaking relax. Um, he he didn't. I mean, listen. Does he really think that Giant fans are less passionate than the Jets? He's been here for about three weeks. He was doing that to get the Jets fans excited, to show that he is their coach. He wants to own New York. Um, that was it. It was, it was just a comment. Um, you guys are not the only ones I've talked to, friends of mine that are Giants fans that got all upset about that. Um, as a Jets fan, I love it. I love the passion. I love that he's starting shit with fans, um, you know, get some sort of rivalry, even though they don't really play each other much. It's still about who's the better New York team, uh, and obviously the Giants have been for tons of years, tons of decades. Um, so I love it. D-Man, I, I mean, you were, you were MIA until this came up. Uh, this, really bent <laughs> you out, this really bent you out of shape. You got it right off the toilet and right onto Facebook when you heard this. <laughs> I mean, look, it didn't really bother me. I can give a crap, you know, what he thinks about Giant fans. We, we have the rings. He's done nothing. If anything, it just reminded me of Rex Ryan and his big mouth. Uh, so, I mean, look, you haven't even started training camp. Why don't you just keep quiet and focus on your damn team? I mean, really. D-man, well said. Well said. Anyway, 
Well, see, he he did, Pete, he did exactly what he needed to do. You guys are both fired up about it. So, you know, that's what he wanted to do. He he wanted to get you guys riled up and get the Jets fans riled up. So good job, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the latest on Deshaun Watson. I feel like this is going to be a weekly uh, update. But, Merck, I want to get your thoughts. Since last week, you were all in on Deshaun. And I, and I agreed with you. I don't you know, I, I think the last thing that Jeff, the Jets really want is Sam Darnold on their center next year. But it seems like Deshaun, the Jets, the rumors of the Jets being at the top of Deshaun's list was completely overblown. A lot of reports have come up this week that he wants to play for a winner. However, he's so down on the Texans, he'd probably accept the trade to any team. But the problem is right now is that Nick Cesaro is not taking any calls on Deshaun, um, basically saying he doesn't want to trade him. Uh, this sounds like a wild game of chicken that probably will go right to the NFL draft. Mark, what's your thoughts on all this breaking news on Deshaun this week? Well, I, listen, I'm still all in, of course, on Deshaun Watson. That's choice number one for yeah, me. Yeah, you, told, you um, told me I ruined your snow day. You did. You absolutely ruined my snow day. It was such a beautiful, you know, two feet of snow we had, although I'm ready for it to leave already, <laughs> to go away and melt. Um, but it, and, and I woke up and, you know, excited about the day. And uh, I see this um, post on, uh, on our Facebook page and uh, very depressing. So I'm not surprised, though. I mean – um, I can't say I blame Deshaun Watson for not wanting to come to the Jets. The Jets are not as far along as some of these other teams. Uh, they have a lot of rebuilding to do. Um, you know, I guess the marketing opportunities in New York are not necessarily a draw. He's going to be filthy rich no matter what. Um, it's depressing, though, very depressing, because then the, the questions start coming up. Pete is, all right, are we keeping Darnold? Are we drafting a, you know, a quarterback? A complete confusion again. So, well, um, bummed out. Your Calm question down. is why we have Mr. Neil Martucci here. Neil, any buzz from the senior ball on the Jets? I heard they actually really like Zach Wilson. Um, Connor Hughes reported that in his pod this week, that they really like Zach Wilson. They were in on Matthew Stafford. So it seems like, you know, the Sam Darnold love might not be as genuine as they'd like you to think it is. Then Shefty reported that the Jets could probably get a late number one for Darnold if they trade him. There are a lot of quarterback needy teams. I mean, I think that's obvious with the prices that these quarterbacks are going for. So, Neil, what was the buzz from the Jets on the I mean, senior ball? Anything, anything of note that I mean, we might not have When heard? it comes to quarterbacks, you go big or you go home. I mean, just talking about the past picks, trying to reach in the second round for this diamond in the rough. If you're going to get a quarterback, you go go all in, as, as Merck's been saying. I mean, you give what it takes to get Deshaun Watson, and if he goes somewhere else, then if you like Zach Wilson, I mean, 70%, 75% of the mocks I'm seeing have Zach Wilson to the Jets. You know, a few more have um, fields going after that, but very few have anything else. And if you're not going that way, you go <clears throat> you trade back. I mean, the reality is you can get all the wide receivers in the world, and if you don't have someone to throw it to, it doesn't matter. Um, one of the interesting things this year that we've seen, you know, normally you have the combine, and that's where all those top 20, top 30 picks, you know, work out and show what they got. You know, if you look at probably the top three out of the top 30 aren't seniors, you know. So all these guys that were, um, that were not at the senior bowl are going to be the top picks. So what you're seeing in the senior bowl is all these guys that are going for the second to the seventh round, trying to move up. And a couple of the guys that I did hear that the Jets did like um, is uh, 
The one that I've heard the most about, an interesting pick for them, is Jabril Cox, the linebacker out of LSU. He compares very favorably to Mika Parsons, who's a top, you know, top of the first round guy, um, but has some character issues. So you need to have that guy that can cover tight ends across the middle. And Salah, am I pronouncing his name right? He had his guy Warner in San Francisco to do that. And I've heard he thinks Cox can be a very similar talent um, doing that. A couple of the wide receivers that I did hear them link to in the later rounds uh, were Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Um, he can go as high as the second round, um, but he did have an injury, an ACL injury in 2019 that came back strong. Um, Syracuse corner Ifatu Malafanu um, is a surging offensive lineman um, that a lot of people, defensive lineman that a lot of people like as well. So those are a couple of the, we'll go a little more in detail with some of the big names that came out of the senior bowl, but those are some of the ones I'm hearing buzz from the Jets on. Uh, that's good stuff. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, the Warner was picked right after the Giants took BJ Hill. So uh, Sala knows what he's doing, talking about. Uh, and, and like I said, the Zach Wilson rumors really came for Connor Hughes. Um, he, he said that the Jets really like him. Uh, obviously Zach was not at the senior bowl, but Mac Jones was. And I heard, uh, I heard he looked real good at the senior bowl. But he, he didn't even play. He didn't even play in the senior bowl. They said, he, yeah, they yeah, said he had practice. a great week of practice, but the problem is yeah. with him. He just, and I've seen him go as high as eight to the Panthers. He just doesn't have the arm strength. You know, it's that same polished quarterback that, you know, that can get the read well, and is the most pro ready, but if you don't have the tools to throw that 20 yard out, and it's not even about throwing the deep ball. If you don't have the arm talent to get it to the outside before that corner steps in, you have no chance of making it. So he's one of those guys that you hope they stay away from, in my opinion. And Pete and Martucci, uh, the other name I've been hearing, reading a lot in mocks and, you know, different blogs um, for the Jets with that second pick, um, the Seattle pick is uh, Travis Etienne which would be an interesting selection in that uh, Shanahan offense. Um, I'm wondering if you guys have seen the same thing. Yeah, I've, I've seen. seen that often. And I know it's not the second pick, but learn from the, learn from the Giants mistakes. You don't, you don't take a running back that early. If Don't, don't spoil alert. We got a big thing on that coming up next. So let's hold up on that. But I, I, I hadn't heard anything. I, I'm actually surprised by that. Uh, although that guy's a really good player. Uh, Travis ATN, um, he can do a lot of different things. So, you know, I wouldn't surprise me with the second, you know, the second pick, they're going to need a running back. Uh, Jeff Wilson, who I know Salah loves, he actually just re-signed with San Francisco. So they're not going to be able to steal him away. Um, but, you know, running backs in that, sh- in that Shanahan, now LaFleur system, they got they definitely have to do that and, and, and address that. Because unless they plan to bring back Frank Gore, I've seen a lot of the guy, uh, an edge rusher from Texas, Joseph Asai, going to the Jets in that second pick also. I think that's a much better way to go if you're talking. I mean, you need that edge rusher. I mean, if they, if you go quarterback or get Watson at two and you keep the 23rd, you have that left tackle building block, you know, for the next 10 years, hopefully, if you're a Jet fan, then then you need those edge rushers. You need to get to the quarterback in this league, and that's that's the next area you need to address. Well, good. That's good stuff. But anyways, let's uh, let's move on to the Giants. But so, Merker, I'm going to torture us Giant fans with this clip. I think uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy this because I, I I was so happy when I found this, and I I got to say I couldn't stop laughing. So this clip is played 
um, right after the draft where Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer are holding a press conference and Gettleman is uh, giving why, you know, why he drafted Saquon Barkley. This is good stuff. Saquon was the best player in the draft. You know, he's, you know, in baseball, they call it a five tool player. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick, come up with five tools, but he, I haven't seen a guy like this in a long time. And I've been running around for, doing this for 30 plus years. You know, Dave, the kid's so unique because of his size and his speed. He does the size you know, and speed. Got, That's a little creepy. He's got the ability to string together moves, which is to string together multiple moves. Sounds like you, Merker, multiple moves. Step on the gas. I am quick on my feet. He's, he, he, he's, he can do what we call cross the formation. Merker can do cross you know, the formation. Of, a lot of you know, good backs <laughs> in his league. So, so that's just a taste of the uh, – that sounded more like a man in love romantically than picking a player. So, you know, when the Giants picked Barkley, I was really upset. So I wanted to hear what he had to say. Um, and I found this press conference, instead of being enlightened, I was actually worried about – Gettleman's like sanity. I mean, he, he seemed like a man who was just somebody who was infatuated. I mean, he's talking about size, speed, unique, this, that, and the other thing. And, and you know, and he has this ability of making the rest of us seem stupid for not understanding why he would do this. And you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but this pick has haunted the Giants. But Barkley is ours or his. So let's get it. So there was an update this week on his uh, recovery. And uh, NewJersey.com actually caught up with Saquon. And Saquon says while he believes he will be back for week one, he won't commit to it. But he does believe he'll be back better than ever. You know, Saquon is going to be 24 years old. His birthday's coming up. Uh, Gettleman has big romantic plans to take him away to a spa or something, I heard. And he's looking for a big contract. So I know I've been outspoken about Barkley and how the selection has hurt the franchise. But with the current roster and the fact that they are keeping Jason Garrett, they need him. Um, but, you know, honestly, I, I can't see him having the same explosiveness. So, um, D-Man, what are your thoughts after hearing Gettleman speak so fondly about Barkley? And what do you think about his thoughts for his return? You know, I hadn't heard him uh, talk about that, you know, talking about Barkley in a while. So I forgot about it. But you are right. He is in love. He can barely even speak. He's losing his breath. It's amazing if you really listen to it. You, you it sounds like he's having you a tough time getting it. his breath. He's talking about size and speed and going cross. Uh, you know, with his he moves. was in, he was you're right. He, he he definitely was infatuated with him. And um, yeah, so I, look as far as Barkley coming back, I, I'm just sure he worked he works as hard as anybody, and he'll be ready to go. The problem is. And I have in no confidence that he's going to be able to stay healthy. I, I, I mean, I, I'm going to have one eye closed just because I'm going to worry about when he gets the ball, he's going to get hurt and be out for the year. I don't trust that he's going to stay healthy. I just don't. He just seems fragile to me. You know, and it is a serious injury. Mortucci, I know you probably never heard that clip, but I know you're on the same page as me with Barkley. What, oh, what were fantastic. you thinking when you heard that? Um, well, I mean, you look at the bright side. They, they could have. Another, another great they, five. They could have taken Sam Darnold and been in the same spot as the Jets right yeah. now. So I don't think it set you back five years. But 
But I mean, right now, I mean, what's his trade value? What can, what can you get for him? I mean, the year after ACL injury is tough, especially for a running back. So to say he's going to be full speed is, is kind of far reaching. And then, but before that, you got to decide whether you're exercising his fifth year option, which is probably for the number two pick in a running back based on the last contracts, you know, is probably pretty high. You know, I guess this is where you have a disconnect between the teams and reality because every single year, every single coach, every single GM comes out and says, we have the talent to win the Super Bowl. We're going to win this year. We're closer than everyone thinks. And they're just trying to get marginally better to save their jobs. That 5-11 and 11 team wants to get to 7-9, and 8-8. Eight and eight. And being average sucks. There's no point in being average. Either you're going to get to the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl, or or be at the bottom and start over again. And, you know, this is where teams have to be a little more realistic. Is Saquon Barkley going to be part of that team in three, four years? Are you going to give them that contract when you have a chance to compete at that? Because they're not competing in the next year or two. So you really got to look forward and say, okay, what's he worth now? You know, are they better right now with them? Sure, but not in the future. Wayne Train, that's all I got to say. Merker, what with- – what did, you, you, you've heard me talk a lot of shit about Gettleman. What did you think when you heard that? Because that isn't actually, I didn't yeah, pick that up. Makes me, it makes me really happy that we have Joe Douglas and not Dave Gettleman. That's what I thought. In Joe um, Douglas, we trust, right? In, just... in Joe Douglas, I trust. I mean, he doesn't sound breathy like that when he picks, when he, you know, he, he talks about a player that he picked. Um, it's weird. It's very weird. He's a weird guy. Like I've heard him interviewed. He's, he's eccentric. He's, He's very um, he he loves himself. Um, you know, he kind of protects his ego. Um, so he was he was like overdoing it because he probably knew he was going to get a lot of shit because he should have taken a quarterback there. Even though Neil's right, if he would have taken Sam Darnold, they would have been in trouble also. So and he certainly doesn't have Merker's voice either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And look, I've said this before: if Barkley has been healthy and still runs 1500 yards. The giants still aren't winning. They have so, so right. many holes on the team. Yeah. I mean, like at this point, I think, you know, hopefully he comes back, he comes back strong. Um, and, and, you know, the giants make, at least we can take a step to the playoffs next year, but that has a lot to do with Daniel Jones, which we'll get into later. Um, anyways, on the salary cap, I reported last night um, from uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL network that the salary cap may not be as low as originally thought, which is good news for the Giants because the Giants are at the cap or slightly above the cap. Um, I think either way, they're going to cut six or seven players. We reported last week Nate Solder was going to be cut. Uh, The other six players, Golden Tate, Levine Toyola, Cody Core, David Mayo, Isaac Yidham, and Kevin Zietler, all will be on the chalk block. And and if they're all cut, the Giants do create about $50 of cap space, which they'll need to retain Leonard Williams – perhaps Dalvin Tomlinson and give himself a chance in the wide receiver free agent class, which in something I found a bit scary, Bill Barnwell of ESPN predicted that zero of the top 40 free agent wide receivers would be tight, would be signed by the giants. So um, there's a lot of competition for those receivers. We've talked about them. Uh, Martucci, you can tell us what you heard in the senior bowl about them. Allen Robinson, Juju Schuster, uh, Chris Godwin is a name that's come up now. Kenny Galladay's name we've forgotten, but he's out there. Corey Davis. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Um, those are the top guys. I feel like the Giants Why? have to get one of them. 
Seriously. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> I, I never understand overpaying for wide receivers that way when you're not sure about your quarterback, you're not sure about your offensive line. Because I mean, you get these speedsters, these guys that are on the four three that create separation. If your quarterback is even slightly off, that guy has to slow down and that one and a half yard separation that he had disappears real quick and that ball gets knocked out. So until you have that quarterback short up, why are you spending all this money on a free agent wide receiver? Yeah. Well, you, you have to you have to give the you have to give the quarterback a chance. I mean, if, if you if you remember Eli, if you remember Eli Manning, they went out and they got Plaxico Burris for him. I mean, uh, you know, and that helped him because Plaxico Burris was so tall that when Eli threw it too high, it was perfect for Burris. I, I don't agree. The Giants have to go out and improve the skill position if they're committed to Daniel Jones. And we're gonna get. We're going to get into this later when we talk about the quarterbacks because there's only 10 quarterbacks that NFL personnel and executives think are guaranteed their job next year, and Daniel Jones is one of them. I mean, it came out today, reported by Jordan Rahman, the Giants are not in at all. There's 20 to 24 teams that have called in on Deshaun Watson. The Giants aren't one of them. So that means that they're one of six teams Deshaun Watson because of Daniel Jones. So if they're if they're taking that spot with Daniel Jones, they got to give him a chance. You can't leave him with Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton. They got to give him a shot. I mean, Tyreek Hill on the Giants this year. What do you think he does? Tyreek Hill, you know, you you, listen. Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. I mean, you can't say that. But when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, that changes everything because that he you have to you you saw what happened when Tampa Bay put one guy on him. He went for two hundred yards in the first quarter. I mean, Ty, Ty, Tyree Kill is, a, is 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 incredible because you have to game plan. You have to you have to game plan for him. The, the Giants receivers, you can ignore them, and that's pretty the, much what teams did. But the point they is, ignored them without, saying, okay, Mah- us. without Mahomes. No, Tyree Kill isn't Tyree Kill, and that's part of the problem. I don't know. Tyree Kill was pretty good. Look at, he was, he's co- he's close he to it. Look at, look at a guy Smith, like Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best receivers in history, a Hall of Famer. Look at his stats with a good quarterback versus a an inaccurate quarterback and how he disappears and to start spending. If you can get, listen, if you can get like a Will Fuller, I think is great. Someone that could stretch the field. You might get a bargain on him, something like that. He's always hurt. And, He's but always it, hurt. you take your chances. Always- you know what? Just because he was hurt, you know what? Doesn't mean every single year. And they're talking that last year's class and this year's class are two of the deepest wide receiver classes in the history of the NFL. So, I, I just, I just think I agree with that, and I just think that Chase Waddle and Smith will all be picked before the Giants. Oh, but I, I wouldn't even do that. I, I, I've actually seen a lot of Waddle to the Jets, uh, G- Giants at eleven that he slips there, um, and a couple of the other guys in a few of the mock drafts. But you look at there's so many guys. I mean, an off the radar guy. I read you know in the Senior Bowl, Western Michigan's Dwayne Eskridge. You know what? I mean, they talk about him explosive, running a four-three-three, has the size. You know, he's a monster in the weight room. Had eight hundred yards, eight TDs, and six games. You know, this year he's looking at a day two selection, round three, probably even maybe round four. You know, you have these guys. You know, even some of the you know uh, what's the name on Seattle that you know slipped into the second round, Metcalf, two years ago. I mean, you look at I mean so- Metcalf. Yeah, look at Clay Claypool yeah. from Sutton Steelers. from the Broncos, a second round pick. You start looking at some of those top fifteen, top top twenty wide receivers in the league, and most of them were not high picks. There's a lot of value to be had in those later rounds, and if your quarterback is good, 
he's going to make, you know, he's going to make these receivers better around him. And to waste a, even a number two pick on that or a number 11 pick when you have other, you know, holes, it's tough. I mean, I, I've read 20 guys that can be really solid wide receivers in the NFL and start, you know, day one. You know, talk about another one, Louisville's Dave Patrick. He was the offensive player of the game in the senior bowl. And they talk about him having that size, that strength, that speed. And you just, you need that, you need the mix. You need a guy, you need a tight end that can come across the middle. You need the burner on the outside. And to your point, you need the big guy that can win those jump balls, but going $20 million, you know, a year or $15 million a year, like an Allen Robinson does that eats up a lot of money. So Pete, I don't totally disagree with, with what he's saying actually. And, and, you know, I've heard like for the jets, same kind of scenario, um, don't know who your quarterback is. Uh, not sure that Daniel Jones is a guy, not sure that Sam Darnold, whoever. So they're looking at a guy like Curtis Samuel, who's not going to, you know, cost you Allen Robinson juju money. He's going to cost you some money, but it's, you know, maybe one level down. Um, I, I think the Giants are going to have one of these wide receivers fall to them too. I think they're going to be fine. I wouldn't spend a ton on a wide receiver either for the yeah, Giants. I mean, listen, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to get one of the top guys. The Giants. I think, you know, Robinson may stay with the Bears if they can improve their quarterback position. I mean, Chris Godwin, why would he leave the Bucks? I think they'll they'll keep him. Uh, Juju Schuster, who knows where he's going to end up. I wouldn't pay. I don't think they'll pay big money. He's not the type of guy they'll pay big money for because there's some character concerns. So I think it is going to come down to the draft. Um, so, Martucci, you just met, you mentioned Actually, some of the guys. D-Man, what are you, D-Man, I know you're very much on the wide receiver wavelength, though. Oh, man, I've been saying this for the longest time, and I'm in agreement that I don't want to overpay for one of the free agent wide receivers. But they, unlike last draft where they ignored the wide receiver position, they have to draft a wide receiver in the first you know, few rounds. They cannot ignore it yeah, like they did last year, especially if they don't get that so, free so agent more, receiver. More, which... You made great points about wide receivers in the draft, and D-Man just brought up probably one of his best points that he's made in the six months of this podcast. And he doesn't even know he did it. Dave, Dave <laughs> Gettleman is our general manager, or he's the guy in charge of our draft. That is a wild card that you got you can't ignore. He completely ignored the wide receiver position last year in the draft. He is obsessed with offensive linemen, defensive tackles, and safeties. That's what he drafts. So I'm afraid that we get to the draft, and he's going to ignore the wide receiver position again. And listen, and Dan, you know, Dan, and we're going to lose, and you know, we're not going to have a great feel for Daniel Jones again, and we're going to be sitting here having the same conversation next year because I think Washington's going to get themselves a quarterback, and if they do, they're very dangerous. So, Martin, you make a lot of good points. I just, you know, my, our fear is again is Gettleman as the general manager, who he's obsessed with these big guys, these hog mollies, he calls them. I mean, the giant Dexter Lawrence they drafted, Xavier McKinney, four offensive line, three offensive linemen in four rounds last year. <laughs> I just don't know if this guy has an in the draft. Actually, the, one of the names that I've been hearing um, that the Giants really like at, at their spot in the first round is the, the edge rusher from Georgia, Aziz Ojolari. That he just has tremendous speed around the edge, you know, very comparable to like a Von Miller type. And that, uh, that Gettleman's been uh, watching him a lot. He loves the Georgia guys. and But that's someone there that I've go. been uh, hearing a lot about. And that, Everything I've read, it would be a great pick. Uh, yep. At 11? Yeah. At 11? I think the conversation between Zach Wilson and 
Yep, I'm hearing that at 11. Um, he's been like 12 to 15 range. I, I've heard Denver going up to him, but, you know, even just getting back a little bit to the wide receivers, um, you know, and looking at like what Denver did last year. Okay. Well, two years ago, they, they got Cortland Sutton in the second round. You know, he worked out great. They decided they need to surround their quarterback lock with talent. They went out and got Jerry Judy. They went out and took KJ Hamler in the second round who runs like a, you know, three, three thirty. Yeah, okay. That guy's right. good. And he's good. fast. He makes moves. And then they have uh, Fant going up the middle as a great tight end. And you know what happened? They had one of the worst offenses in football right now. And their offensive line was, you know, average to above average. You know, Bowles came around. And you know what? If your quarterback's not accurate, the rest doesn't matter. So, you know, before you start doing anything like that, make sure you have your quarterback that's going to be accurate. Because no matter how fast you are, it doesn't matter if the ball's not there. We, we can't say we, that, we, though, that we have we the quarterback know. we need. That's what I'm saying. I agree 100%. You don't know. You just don't know right now. So why give someone a four-year, $40 million contract or why draft someone at two where you can still get great wide receivers in the second, third, and fourth rounds this year, and you're not giving up all that? You could surround him with other talent and see what happens. And if he's the guy, then you're fine. Our, our fear with that, as we said, is Gelman's propensity to stick to safeties, defensive tackles, and linebackers, and things like that, and, and ignore the wide receiver position. Now, one other name, Martucci, that we want to get out of you, and we had a debate about this last week, um, is Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. I am very – I think that pick would be the Pitts if the Giants made it. I don't feel that tight end should be taken that high. I, I mean, again, we're not, we don't need to repeat this, but if you look at the great tight ends in the NFL right now, Travis Kelsey, third round, George Kittle, fifth round, Darren Waller, third round. Logan Thomas wasn't even a tight end. Those are some of the guys that come to mind. There's a Hunter Henry was a second round. Uh, the Giants have a bad history of tight ends in the first round. Derek Brown, Jeremy Shockey, Evan Engram. Um, what are your thoughts on Kyle Pitts, and do you think the gotcha. Giants should stay I mean, away? Agreed 100%. Tight end is another position you don't take in the first round. Of course, my team did with Noah Fant at 10, but that's a different story. Um, but, yeah, there's so many to be had. You just don't know – the skill set that, you know, is going to make itself in the NFL with these guys. So it's why are you reaching for it? I, I just, I don't get it. Look at, you know, OJ Howard was going to be the next superstar and that didn't work out too well. And TJ Hawkinson and Tyler Eifert. Dave, David, David. Yeah, Nicole, yeah. Nicole, I mean, there hasn't been was. a, there hasn't been a first round tight end that's made it. I mean, who's the last one you can name? That was a first round pick that actually turned out to be, you know, a Pro Bowl type player. Uh, uh, right. He was a wide Johnny receiver. Lamb Jones. But that's, but that's Johnny the thing. Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've, <laughs> Tony Gonzalez. Tony yeah. Gonzalez. I, I've seen him go as high as five, six. I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. No. We'll get. We're gonna. We're gonna get more into the quarterbacks and the rest of that. That's good stuff. So before we move on to the next topic about the Giants. You mentioned a couple of names, a guy from Georgia. I actually, I heard that name too. Um, and I mentioned a couple of guys last week, wide receiver from Minnesota, corner, a big corner from Colorado. Any more guys that you've heard about that Dave Gettleman loves that'll probably pick two rounds too early and then convince the rest of us that we're done? I, mean, I did see them. Cox going to both teams in different drafts, but one guy that I've heard a lot about um, from both teams, and he was a big riser in the senior bowl was Quinn Miners from Wisconsin Whitewater. He's an interior offensive lineman. You know, his team didn't play 
that right there. Hawk yeah, I mean, he's just Mowry. everything in every single thing you read about the senior bowl. He was one of the guys that stood out. And, you know, another another one I really um, read about that people are very high on is Richie Grant, uh, safety from Central Florida. They said he's the biggest winner of the week. Um, he was able to stay with some of the fastest wide receivers, stood out in, co- stood out in coverage, you know, versatile. Um, he went from a day three, six, seven, you know, round pick to third round. Um, I read uh, Osa Ajin. I mean, that's going to be the best part of the draft is hearing them pronounce some of these names that I can't figure out for the life of me. So I just can't wait to hear that. <laughs> well, Mort- Mortucci, you do plan on the, on the draft on the Facebook page you know, listing these players out for everybody so we can, you know, we can keep track at home. You know, we got Mel Kuyper, we got Todd McShay, and we're going to have Neil. When are you going to publish your first Neil Matucci huh. mock draft? I got to wait. I got to do a little more research. Uh, yeah, we're, we're all waiting. And Martucci will be, Martucci will be a hundred times more accurate than, than those two clowns. But yeah, so, I, so Martucci, Neil, I, I know you didn't know this, but we, we are going to announce the first annual Neil Martucci mock draft that's going to be published on the uh, Facebook page. Is that right after I get my hat or before? <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get your guy. I'll be in town next week. Uh, and I'll one more guy that I've been hearing a lot about, I'll throw out for you guys now is uh, since we were talking about running backs that um, are needed right now, especially for the Jets, obviously, is Michael Carter. Uh, running back from North Carolina. He was, he was actually voted the top running back of the week by the defense. So he wasn't he wasn't even the top right running back on his own college team, huh. but they said he's just he was around seven to nine guy, but he showed I mean the quickness he showed and everything else. Now he's a three four guy, and he's going to be right behind the likes of the Harris and the Travis Etienne and those guys. So that's someone to keep an eye out on too for both those teams. All right, good stuff. So um, next week I'll be delivering Martucci's hat. And uh, over the weekend, you'll get the Neil Martucci 1.0 official Big Blue Saloon first round mock draft. Oh, I thought 1.0 uh, was the ranking. So we'll be looking for <laughs> um, Just a little bit of other giant news. We mentioned Jason Garrett. He will be staying, but he'll have a new offensive line coach. Although this job has been difficult to fill because all these candidates are afraid of being beaten up by Joe Judge. Um, one name <laughs> that has come out is Joe Devlin the, of the Texans which is not all that comforting because I remember watching Deshaun Watson. He was always running for his life. Uh, D-Man, what have you heard on the offensive line coaching search? Um, I actually think, um, you know, since they couldn't, I guess, agree for an extension with um, Dave, I can't even pronounce his last name. Guglielmo. Guglielmo. Yes. Um, actually, you know, I'm expecting Ben Wilkerson to be uh, picked as the offensive line coach since he's been there for a while. And he did was the offensive line coach in week 17 uh, this past season. I mean, there's other names that have been thrown out there. Um, Chris Morgan, who's been with, um, you know, Washington. He also was with Seattle and Atlanta. Actually, he's been since, uh, with Atlanta since 2015. Jeff Statler from the Eagles is another name. And then James Kappen from the Packers. So, I mean, I trust Judge and who he brings on, so I'm not really worried about it because uh, I've liked most of his, his picks so far. Um, and obviously it's got to be someone who could work with young linemen since we have, you know, so many of them. So, I actually, if I, I think Ben Wilkerson is okay. going to be the person. Okay, man Thank you. Um, moving on to the quarterback carousel. So, last week, Merker, we mentioned on the podcast 
that only 10 quarterbacks are likely to return to their jobs in, in 2021. This was like a bad SAT question. So when I give you these names, you tell me which one of these names don't belong. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, <laughs> Joe Burrows, Justin Herbert, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Daniel Jones. Which name is not belong on that list? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, listen, maybe we're all wrong. Maybe this guy is the second coming of, uh, you know, of Y.A. <laughs> Fran Tarkenton. This Tarkenton. could be the guy. Um, Fran Tarkenton. Yeah, it's weird. Um, you know, he's, like we've said before, he's a solid quarterback. Um, he makes mistakes. Is he your franchise quarterback? We'll see. He's really got to take major steps this year. Uh, because if not, we've also also spoken about this. If he has another season like he did, this year, which was very average at best, he's got to be gone, I guess, I mean, right? They have what to I get like another to say, quarterback. What average? Average? What I like to say about Daniel Jones <laughs> this season is he provided us with more questions than answers. Um, despite the rumors, yeah. though, I do think Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Tannenhill will also be back with their teams. But that still means there's 15 probable quarterbacks. I mean – Marticci, I know you're a you're a huge Denver fan. I don't have Drew Locke on this list, um, so you know, I know. So I think Denver will be one of the one of the fifteen teams or seven. Actually, it's seventeen teams. There'll probably be about seventeen teams with new quarterbacks, and we already know two of them. This weekend, we had the Matt Stafford for Jared Goff trade. Um, it's a very layered trade because there's financial impacts. There's the fact that the Lions GM drafted Goff with the Rams. There's a the fact that Matt Stafford and uh, Sean McVay seem, seem like BFFs. Um, my opinion on this trade is is actually I think it's a pretty good trade for both teams, actually. I think Stafford um, will really, really have a great year with the Rams. And, 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 and the NFC being so wide open, if he can stay healthy, um, I, I think it'll, it'll be, a, you know, I think they'll really it'll be a good trade for them for two or three years. And I also think it was a good trade for the Lions because they, they did get um, some a lot of draft capital to rebuild, and and Jared Goff is two years removed from the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I think he's not as bad as he was this year. He's probably not as good as his Super Bowl year, um, but he's not a terrible quarterback, and they're only really tied to him for two more seasons before his contract becomes reasonable. Um, Merker, what was your thoughts on the Stafford Goff trade? Yeah, well, my initial thought was they just ruined it for any Deshaun Watson trade to the Jets, assuming he was he was actually interested or or anyone, um, you know that the, I mean two first rounders, the Rams could care less about seven first year, round picks, obviously. Seven years, and seven I kind years of in get a row, it. They I mean, had, they, they've traded their first round draft pick. Correct, and it hasn't worked out yet, but they're really close. I mean, they are really close. So. Does Stafford maybe get them over the top there? They have obviously a, a two, three year plan here with Stafford to try to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't blame him, but I, I don't like the trade. I, I don't, you know, Jared Goff um, is, is obviously not that good. Um, I, I, I just don't like how they ruin the market for anybody that's trying to get uh, Deshaun Watson. He's going to cost uh, like, you know, 10 first round picks. 
Martucci, what was your thoughts on the trade? I know you liked no, it from I'm, the Lions I, 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 Yeah, I was one of the few people I mean, that the didn't like it from the Lions' perspective. Um, but, you know, just going back, I mean, I think that Matt Ryan's going to still be starting. I think Roethlisberger is still going to be starting. I think Jalen Hurts probably starts for the Eagles this year. You know, there's only a few quarterbacks in the draft. There's only a few quarterbacks that are going to get traded. So I, I don't really think that there's going to be, you know, 20 different quarterbacks as a lot of these people are thinking, but you know, Jared Goff is awful. <laughs> He's just not good. You know, with, with a better quarterback with Stafford, the Rams are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. and taking on that contract. You can't draft a quarterback now that you're going to want to start in the next year or two. So you're stuck with Goff for a while. You have two picks of one of the better teams in the NFL that are going to be 28, 29, pick 27. You're not getting a stud at that level, you know, unless you get a little bit lucky. So what's their plan to rebuild? You know, I really think that the compensation of the two first rounders was partly because taking on that awful goth contract right now. You take that out. I don't think they do the deal for two first round picks straight up without including goth. So I just don't know what, what direction the Lions are going in right now. Uh, D-Man, what were your thoughts on this trade? I thought it made sense for both teams, although I thought the Rams gave up more with the, the first-round picks. And granted, they're not top 10 picks, but still, you can get very good players later in the first round. And they both needed a change. Uh, Goff was, you know, because he did not play well, and, and he was the reason why, you know, the Rams did not win the Super Bowl um, two years ago and uh, didn't do better. I mean, he got hurt, of course, but Stafford, I mean, what has he done in Detroit? I mean, I granted they've had no defense for the last decade, but he's had some really good receivers to work with over the years, and he's never won anything. But he can make the Rams better because he's better than Goff, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. I, 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 when very, I would have to put the Rams, um, probably as a favorite. To, I mean, they, they, the Rams were so down on Jared Goff in the playoffs. They were a guy who got hurt. I mean, there, there's no game behind that. I mean, um, and he hurt his neck on the first play. So, obviously, Sean McVay thinks Stafford, you know, and he's got weapons: Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, the two tight ends, the four running backs. So it should be interesting. Anyways. Moving on, you can't talk about the quarterback carousel without talking about Deshaun Watson. Seems to be news every day. We touched on it before that where the Jets don't seem to be the top of his list. The the rumor today with the three teams that are top of his list are Miami, San Francisco, and the Raiders. But who knows if that's really accurate. Um, As I mentioned, there's 20 to 24 teams interested, one of which are not the Giants. Probably the Chiefs aren't interested. Um uh, the the Bucks probably aren't interested, but probably most of the rest of the end of Chargers, but probably most of the Bills. But I have heard the Bills. Browns have been and the Jags have been throwing it around. So, uh, you know, there are some interesting teams that are interesting, you know, interesting teams that you wouldn't think of. So the latest I've heard now is that the Deshaun Watson bidding, because there's so many teams involved and so many desperate teams like Washington and San Francisco and Chicago. I mean, these teams are desperate for quarterbacks. That Martucci, I heard today, it could be as much as five first-round draft picks and two starting defensive players. That's what they're at. That's what they could be end up asking for. And the Texans haven't even started listening to offers. This is this sign is me crazy. up. Crazy. 
I mean, five first-round draft picks, two defensive starters, or three first-round draft picks and two defensive starters. I mean, I, in Joe Douglas, we trust Merker, but would you go up to five first-round draft picks for this guy? No, absolutely not. Listen, my, my dreams of Deshaun Watson have, have are fading fast. I would absolutely not. It's not worth it. Uh, a part of the reason – you know, that I feel a little bit better about saying that is we do have the number two pick. Um, so there is flexibility there. I, I don't, I don't feel like it's, it's all lost cause that we're not getting Deshaun Watson as much as I want him. And you just can't give up five and Joe Douglas won't do that. I can guarantee that. I mean, um, you know, three first rounders, maybe, maybe four first rounders. I wouldn't do that either. Um, they're not giving up Quinn and Williams. I know that was a rumor. There's no chance of that. So uh, hell no. I would uh, yeah, not do I, that. Uh, you know, I, I agree. I mean, they were talking about San Francisco. Uh, they were talking about it'd be three first rounders and Nick Bosa. Uh, you know, these are just crazy rumors. No. But the Texans are playing this kind of, they're playing it like the girl who doesn't want to be asked to the prom. You know, it's like, you know, come to me with your best what? offer or I'm not, I'm not even going to listen. I mean, you know. Well, well and they're going to listen. This guy, Nick, this, sorry, D-Man, this guy, Nick Casario, he, he's going to, he's saying the right things right now. We want to keep this franchise guy. He's trying to keep the fan base happy. If, if, if the rumors are true and they're going to get four first rounders, let's say uh, a couple defensive starters, something near there, he's trading Watson yeah. at some point. He's just driving up the value. Uh, he's saying the right things, but Watson's gone. There's no, no doubt in my mind. And to listen to, I've heard exactly like you guys have said with San Francisco. I've also heard Carolina a lot as a landing spot being it's near where he went to college. I've heard Denver as a landing spot. And you know what, uh, you know, to Merker's point, they're doing a great job just sitting back, letting every, all the buzz, letting all the other deals happen and driving up that price. But you know, my, my feeling is always the same is if you start looking at the top five quarterbacks, the NFL each year for the last 20, 25 years, how many of those were not perennial playoff contenders? I mean, they get quarterbacks, get you to the playoffs. Um, yeah. I, I, look at the final four this year, right? It was Josh Allen. It was Tom Brady. It was Aaron Rodgers, And it was Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's, that's, that's the advertisement for getting yourself a franchise quarterback and, and teams like Washington, and the Raiders and Carolina and San Francisco, all these teams, I think they're on the cusp of contending are noticing that and know they got to get one of these guys and Deshaun, guys like Deshaun. Who's, the, who's, the, who's the last guy um, that the Giants have drafted in the first round you wouldn't give up for Deshaun Watson? I mean, I literally went back to the last 30 drafts for the Broncos and there were two or three players. Exactly. So, yeah, Lawrence so, Taylor. Lawrence I'm Taylor. a firm believer that you can whiff in the first <laughs> round <Banks>. consistently. <laughs> and if you have a good quarterback, you can still build a good team. And you just need to win that draft in rounds three, four, five, and six. That's where the heart of your lineup comes. You hit a nice, a few nice free agents as well, but you don't win without that franchise quarterback. So, for the for for the Jets, it was Jeff Lagerman. I mean, that's the guy they wouldn't give up. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's the thing about Watson. Is there any chance that Watson changes his mind the way they can convince him to stay on the team? I mean, I'm assuming that's why no. they're not even listening to offers because they're still hoping that he will change his mind. It doesn't seem that way. I think it's it done. It doesn't. So I, there's always what, what, what was it from Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey? There's always a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. So, yeah. Um, but 
Yeah. You always got there's always a great dumb and dumber quote to use in you gotta stay, I mean with JJ Watt now supposedly wanting out, they got nothing there. I can't possibly see him wanting to stay there. Yeah, I I think I think I think he, I think it's done. I think he wants out. I think you know, I think he I think he's uh, some people close to him have said he would accept a trade to almost any team in the NFL just to get out of there. So, uh, you know, it, like I said, Cassaro learned from Belichick. He's playing the smart, like the girl who doesn't want to be asked to the prom. He's going to wait for that godfather offer, and he's going to get it. Because, like I said, there's just – you look at the playoffs this year and the four quarterbacks that were left, it's a quarterback league. I mean, it's just more than ever right now. So, again, we, you know, I, I don't think a week will go by with these podcasts, and we'll have guest after guest after guest with Deshaun Watson is going to be a major topic until the jet, until in Joe Douglas we trust comes out and says we're out on Deshaun Watson. So, anyways, there was a wild rumor this morning broken by another one of our big blue saloon uh, insiders. He's our morning insider because he goes to sleep at eight o'clock. Uh, Glenn Consor, who had heard that Andrew Luck might be coming back, is this fact or fiction? I, you know, I don't know. Fiction. Neil, you and I, you and I were talking about this offline today. When rumors like this come out, some there's usually a lot of smoke to this. I, 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 I think there's a good chance Andrew Luck comes back. Me. I mean, he's 31 years old. He's been out. His body's back healthy. You know, they miss that competitiveness, and I think they're they don't realize how much sometimes that they're going to miss it. And he has a small window now, and the Colts have a pretty good team. You know, much. He's, he's coming. He'd be coming right. back and to a much. That's better what he always wanted to make it to the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl, and he saw what they did with Rivers, who's not very good at this point in his career, and to come back for two, three years, uh, I, I could see him doing that. D man, you seem to be not a believer. He's not coming. Uh, back. Has he called? Did he call? Did he? Did... I think. I think once you cross that, he's not Gronkowski. You know, he, he's Mark? not. He's, no, go know, ahead. Sorry, D-Man. he made his. Decision. He's done. Not say he's done. There's no. I'd be shocked Merck. if he came back. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm with D man. I. He had a major. What did he have? Like neck fusion surgery, or maybe I'm making it up. But he had a major injury. I, I think. I just don't. I get that they have a fire well, to come you know, back. The, the but only I don't, reasons I don't think that I think back. he might. And Martucci touched on one of them. Right? Was was the uh, he's coming back to a much better team. He, you know, he's still only 31, 32 years old. But the thing that, 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 that was the most interesting thing is when he retired, the Colts gave him his guaranteed money. So they left on great terms. And, I, and I, I don't know if it's the owner that reached out to him or his wife reached out to the owner, sick of having him at home. But, you know, I, I, I would put it at a 35% chance that Andrew Luck is under center for Indianapolis next year. Maybe that's a little more than you guys think. But Martucci, what do you think? What percentage? It's probably fair. I put it, you know. 40 50 percent you know i i bet a big blue saloon hat on it wow oh wait i don't have one <laughs> if there's anything that's coming out of this podcast is that i owe martucci a big blue saloon hat maybe if you, if you win the box pool you'll have two pete his head his head gets cold there's uh not a lot anybody any, anything uh, any otherwise other quarterback rumors uh Kirk Cousins to the 49ers came out this week. I think Kirk Cousins is one of the worst quarterbacks ever. So if the 49ers must be really desperate, they want him. Uh, the Raiders trading Derek Carr to Washington for draft picks to get in the Watson sweepstakes was another rumor I heard. This is one of the most fascinating off seasons. And the off season hasn't even started yet with quarterback rumors. Like I said, 17 jobs are potentially open. 
uh, at quarterback. And that's when you add in the five guys that I think are I'm conjecturing that will be back. Uh, D-Man, what do you think of a couple of rumors that I had put on the uh, Big Blue Saloon Facebook page this week at the quarterback position? <clears throat> well, to me, it makes no sense for any team to want Cousins <laughs> on the team. You know, Derek Carr, you know, although he had a good year this year, He's still prone to making throwing too many interceptions and making the bad decisions and turning the ball over. Um, although the Raiders have a lot of holes that have nothing to do with him, but he did have the best weapons he's had in a long time. So he's a he's a decent quarterback. He's better than uh, Joe, Daniel Jones. I'll tell you that, and Darnold. But um, I don't I don't think he's Bert, going anywhere think either. Quarterback rumors or anything else that I might have missed. I don't think you missed anything. I agree with D-Man, uh, Kirk Cousins. I was just thinking about that when I read those rumors. He was very close to being a New York Jet. Thank God uh, they did not sign him. Uh, that that uh, that would have been a disaster, even more than the disaster, unfortunately, of Sam Darnold. But, uh, you know, Derek Carr, is, he's, he's good, um, doesn't excite me. I don't think there's anything really exciting going on right now other than Deshaun Watson. He is the um, offseason. We're two-tier. We'll, we'll You're see on where the he pulse of all this. What, Damn, what, what do you think? Average quarterbacks or... that make a lot of money don't work out. It, it just doesn't work out. I I get it. Carr is better than Jimmy G. You know, everyone's better than Jimmy G. But still, if you're going to pay all that money, it's what else you have to do. And, and uh, it's just – I think I think more teams are going to stay put and stay pat and try it and build other ways. I mean, if I'm building a team – you know, if I'm one of these teams, I'd rather reach out to, you know – and get Fitzpatrick for another year. You can get him for five, six million dollars. He's going to be just as good as some of these other guys. Reach out and see what you know if Marcus Mariota is available. You know what? You can get him for not too much. And I don't think you're going to lose much between him and some of these other guys we mentioned. So if you really want to change, I think those are some better routes to go. Yeah, I, I agree about Mariota. I mean, I, I think given another shot, he might. He, he has talent. One, one underrated thing about Jimmy G, so as much as our listeners love Merker's voice, the female fans of the 49ers love Jimmy G. <laughs> that's, 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 that's all I know, so I don't know how easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he, he's a he's handsome a, guy. You're he right. A, he, is, uh, he is sought after. Um, well, my, my cousin, Lindsey Bloom, has only posted once on the Big Blue Facebook page. She lives in San Francisco, and that was only when her boyfriend said that he wants them to get rid of Jimmy G. Um, so I think, you know, I think she shares the consensus of everybody when it comes to Jimmy G. He may not be a good football player, but he looks good out there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, well, well again, we'll be covering the quarterbacks all off season. Um, I find it a little bit more fascinating outside of Deshaun Watson and the other guys. I just love to see the, I would love to see the Washington team overpay for some mediocre quarterback, um, more than anything. Anyways, now it's time for our highly anticipated, never duplicated Super Bowl predictions. And and D-Man and Merck and Martucci, I don't know if you listened to last week's show. We have a very hard act to follow as last week's guest, Neil Morris, went way out on a limb and picked Tom Brady in the Bucks. Um, this this pick by Morris <laughs> was spoofed on the Big Blue Facebook page by the resident Big Blue Saloon poster heel. Michael Oxhorn. Oxhorn in big bold letters says, I'm going way out of the limb and I'm picking the Bucks. So Morris sees that and he texts me. He just texts me, what the <laughs> hell? And I, I think at some point we got to get these two on the podcast together to settle their differences. But, anyways, 
Um, as I said, Mark Mars picked the Bucks. Kaplan picked the Chiefs. Martucci is our third special guest before the Super Bowl. Who do you like? I'm going with the Bucks. You know what? Are you going now? Are you going I mean, way down? I hear that Brady guy's pretty play. decent in the game. Um, yeah, once once or he's twice. Been in the Super Bowl and, too, right? Uh, you know, he's not playing the Giants this year, <laughs> so that's that's a good sign. I mean, but he has to go get Pierre post- Paul, right? Oh, no, I mean, if the if that defensive front for uh, for the Bucks comes up to play, I mean, I posted today what the starting offensive line for the Chiefs looks like in this game. So if they put a little pressure on Mahomes, you never know. And you know what? I think Brady's a little better than Jimmy G was last year, and that was a pretty close game. So uh, I'm going to say the Bucks pull it out. Yeah, when you posted the offensive line for the Chiefs, the scariest thing I saw on there, Merck, I don't know if you caught that, but Howard Ryder is their center. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I've been on the fence. I'm so excited for this game. I, we all are. It should be a really great offensive, two great offensive minds, two great offensive coaches. Um, you know, you can't get better than Mahomes and Brady. High-powered offense. Uh, Bucks have a have a better defense for sure, um, but I just don't see how you stop the Mahomes, Reed, Tyree, Kill, Kelsey connection. Um, I think it's going to be close. Well, the first thing you do is step on Mahomes' foot. I, I, I have play. KC winning that. Get that turf you know, maybe twenty three twenty. Yeah, that's true. I think he might. He looked fine the last game. He was, you know, he, he still. Now, D man, assuming good, but, that Mahomes uh, like and Chiefs. Brady are indeed at quarterback on Sunday, and there's no switches to Chad Henney or or uh, whoever Tom Brady's backup is. Uh, what do you? What is your pick for the Super Bowl? Well, I think the winner will be the team that turns the ball last. There's no way Tampa gets away with uh, three interceptions by Brady like they did against Green Bay. And which defense get the most pressure on the quarterback? I was impressed with Kansas City against Buffalo. Josh Allen was running for his life uh, most of the game. I had not seen that from Kansas City most of the year. And it's hard to go against Mahomes, uh, as great as Brady is. It would not shock me if, if Tampa wins, but I think uh, the Chiefs are going to win. 2024. And who would win the box pool in that situation? We don't know. We'd have to look at it. Um, now, wouldn't be me. I, as I said, anybody, I want anybody to win besides you. Um, for me, I picked the Chiefs to <laughs> win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. I didn't really have a great hold of the NFC. I, I, I thought it would be the Saints or the Seahawks. Um, but I did, I, you know, I did think Brady would do well with the Bucks. Um, I liked the Chiefs all year long. I, Feel no reason to not pick the Chiefs. They killed them during the season. Um, I like the Chiefs 34-21 in this game. Um, I mean, Merker, D-Man, myself, and Martucci could be the offensive line for Mahomes, and they'll still make things happen. I'm sure they plan for it. Um, I think the Chiefs repeat, become the first team to repeat since the Patriots. Um, I actually don't see I, – I could see the Chiefs winning it for five or six years in a row, to be honest with you. Um you know, the only thing that gives Tampa the advantage um, is that they're actually playing in their no, home park. I no, mean, that's never happened before. Yeah. I mean, I know they're allowing some fans, but it's not their fault. Well, 
oh, it's going to be 27,000 fans. Plus, it, I think it's supposed to rain. I don't know who that would favor well, if the I don't weather's think it matters bad. With either quarterback. There's lousy weather in Kansas City, and there was lousy weather in New England. So, in recap, sorry. Yeah, I actually sorry. I want to jump in here because that's <laughs> D-Man makes a zero D- fire. D-Man is having uh, that's another fantastic point. Yeah, he is sharp. Um, you know, the weather, I think, forget about the turf toe. I think that benefits that benefits the Chiefs and Mahomes. The the more I, I know I don't think it's gonna be a, a crazy rainstorm, uh, but you know, that that makes that passing game a little bit tougher. Obviously, Brady doesn't move anywhere. Um, so Mahomes with a little bit of an advantage yeah, on his the, feet. But I think the that wind helps. would be a big factor. If it's so windy with that rain, my pick for KC. You know, Mahomes Great throws job, the ball D-man. 40, 50 yards. And that could affect that more than Brady's four, four or five yard throws. <laughs> and which true, but I'm saying, I'm saying though, he's got his legs, assuming his, his foot is good. You know, um, he, he gains, he can get you 10 yards here and there. And, and I, I think, listen, I think last thing I'll say here is Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I mean, those two are fantastic. And watch I, out I just, for I just Springer don't see Tampa also. stopping them. Emerging a little bit. And, Sto- um, think, and Storm did go way out on the so, limb picking so the Super Bowl recap, champs before the year. I mean, uh, I mean, talking about going out on a limb. But I, I, I didn't. But I didn't say I was going out on a limb. I just said I want the Chiefs. Neil Neil Mars had this whole um, emotional, <laughs> like he was having an epiphany while he was on the podcast that so he was going to take the Bucks. So, you know, he, he, if you listen back, I wish I had the clip. He, he was very enthusiastic. He, I thought he was – the way he was, I thought he was going to pick a team that wasn't even playing, like the Bills or something, to win. I mean, it was crazy. But anyway, so in recap, Merker, <laughs> myself, and the D-man, along with Seth Kaplan, have picked the Chiefs. And the Neils, Neil Martucci and Neil Mars, have gone out on the limb and picked the Bucks. So we will see. Uh, most importantly, though, we will see who wins the box pool. And uh, again, like I said, it sold out in three waking hours. The D-man still has the best odds to win at 8% as he bought eight boxes. He could say they're for his family all he wants, but we know they're his. Um, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> the D-man has promised to pay his family if they win the, uh, the box pool. Um, last week, Martucci, who's your prediction on when? I know it's not going to be me. It'll probably be Seth. That's funny. It's Neil Morris also picks Seth. <laughs> it's just like, I never win these things. You know, that high-pitched, I'm acting at the uh, at the uh, Ordell Playhouse voice. Um, like, he never won one of those things. Meanwhile, he's won a ton of times, and his daughter Holly won the March Madness pool in 2019. So the Kaplan family has done very well in these pools. Um, I actually am going to pick a member of the D-Man's family to win the pool. And Merker, you picked yourself. Anyways, if you're yes. a listener, please do not forget to join the Big Blue Facebook page. We are at a magic 150, up from three last week. If you're a member, you're missing out, and you're not going to see the exclusive Neil Martucci mock draft next week. Um, please invite your friends to join. The more on the page, the better. Thank you, D-Man, for finally getting a member. And Jack Biello is the 150th <laughs> member, so he will receive an exclusive Big Blue Saloon hat probably before mm-hmm. Neil Martucci gets his. Uh, D-Man, we will make arrangements to get Jack his hat. Congratulations to Jack Biello. Who is Jack Biello, by the way? I thought I, I thought I, I thought me and Mike McBride he, were your own. First friend. of all, he lit. He, he, he's. I grew up with him. Um, 
So he's a he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. He actually lives in the city now. So yeah, it's easy for you to give him a hat. Yeah, I'll make a range. I'll make a range. You know, the city <laughs> is big, Eric. I know you're not familiar with it. Yeah, he was he was one of my best friends <laughs> uh, as a kid. Funny, I've up. never heard his name before. Anyways, um, uh, Mer- Neil, any final thoughts before we uh, we close the uh, podcast for tonight? Thank you again so much for joining us. Your contributions to the page cannot be. I appreciate uh, it. Apparently, it can't be measured in hats either. um i have two thoughts which is actually the most i've had since probably 1986 um i know they've said often for the last 50 years that defenses win championships it's now quarterbacks win championships um and also if there's anyone out there that's listening that knows fantasy hoops please reach out to me because i am god awful <laughs> so uh, it's funny he says that, Pete. I'll, I'll give you my final thought. It was going to be a, a live update of uh, where the four. Oh wait, are we out of time? Oh, oh sorry. Basketball uh, standings. Uh, currently, uh, we have ten. <laughs> we have ten players uh, in our league. Ten teams um, in tenth place. Mr. Neil Naratucci with twenty points. It's as if uh, he doesn't even start people on his team. Um, Mr. Eric Diamond in eighth place with 36 points, Peter Storm in seventh place with 37 and Mr. Brett Merker, uh, which actually it's my son, Devin, that's running my team. I can't even take credit, uh, in sixth place with 39 points with, uh, Narlinger coming in. uh, Actually, sorry, we have an update. Narlinger just (laughs) went into eighth place ahead of Mr. Dice. Sorry, you're in ninth. Yeah. Been a rough not, year. My, not my usual performance in fantasy. I think the thing that can't be ignored <laughs> is that Neil Zerlin's brother, Brian, is in first place. And if he wins again, it will be a third year in a row. I don't know what his secret is. His team is I ridiculous. How the hell did he get all those players? I don't know. Uh, D-Man, don't any final thoughts? You know, it's been a long <laughs> season, uh, highs and lows. I mean, look, you got to give the NFL credit because compared to the other uh, leagues, you know, they handled COVID pretty well. And it'd be nice to have a game where we can just focus on the game and not worry about who's got COVID. And, you know, this will be a very entertaining game, no matter who you like. And I just hope it goes to the very end and overtime would be better. So I'm looking forward to being, you know, just have some relaxation for about three and a half hours watching the game. Uh, I echo D-Man's sentiments. I mean, the, the one disappointment is uh, is every year when you go to a Super Bowl party, you kind of have to leave at halftime because you got to work the next day. Um, this year, with most people working from home, it'd be a great year to have a Super Bowl party, but I'll be watching the game by myself. So, I probably um, will, too. I'll be watching my game by myself, but I'll be able to watch the whole thing and not have to worry about leaving or anything like that. I'm hoping for a good game. Um, should be should be fun. Uh the sad part of the Super Bowl is it's the last football again until the summer, and it's very hard to imagine. It's very hard to fill those Sundays out without football. I know that D-Man struggles. Uh, my other thought is that at some, you know, I have two other thoughts before hey, we go. Pete. I still don't know if Trevor Bauer is a Met or not. I don't. Re- he is officially he a is. Met. Um, uh, I believe my, so, yeah. the, the the scoop on that was a real estate agent in Long Island spotted him looking at houses today. So. It's funny how uh, Twitter has changed the universe, and that was the initial hint that Trevor Bauer was going to end up uh, with the Mets. Uh, 
I don't remember what my other last thought was, but um, it's all probably about Dave Gettleman and uh, hoping that he does the right thing. So, anyways, again, Neil, thanks so much for joining us. Um, it's closing time in the saloon. Actually, Neil, before you leave, is there anybody else in the senior bowl? That oh, now I closed all my notes, you know. You're making me go back. Um, well, a couple of negatives I would say is, you know, for your teams too, is Alex Leatherwood, who is the offensive tackle for Alabama that was talked about as a top 10 pick, is now sliding into round two or three. He was awful. Uh, Jamie Newman, a quarterback, you know, obviously the quarterbacks are all the talk um, out of Wake Forest. He faded fast. Ian Book out of uh, Notre Dame uh, turned out all right, um, but he was just, you know, he's Ian Book. But a couple of the other names that um, I saw was Osa Adibuzua, uh, UCLA interior defensive lineman, Levy Anwarzurake, an edge from Washington. Um, he's going to be a first-round talent right now um, that they talked about Um uh, a couple other guys, Jonathan Cooper from Ohio State, Florida State's Janarius Robinson, um, that really shines as well. Um, one last guy is Dimitri Felton from UCLA, listed as a running back, but worked out as a wide receiver, and he's one of those like all-purpose weapons. So that's what we got for now. Great. And you, you will fulfill your promise once you get your hat of a Neil Martucci mock draft on the Big Blue Saloon Facebook page, correct? Thank you. Anyways, it's closing time. Really, this time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Alex Miller, who covers the Giants and the Knicks for Empire Sports Media, is supposed to join us next week. Uh, Special thanks to Neil Martucci for joining us again. You can see Neil's work on the Big Blue Facebook page. He's very active on there. For Brett Merker and a D-Man, I'm Peter Storm. Until next week.